Uh, Jane, what's the situation here? Well, Eddie's body's in the middle of something called the fight or flee response. Fight or flee? Flee response. When you're in a crisis situation of any kind, the hypothalamus here gets your body ready for action. It tells your heart and lungs to work faster to get more blood and oxygen into your muscles. It also gets your glands pumping adrenaline so you have more energy to... Fight your fear and talk to a girl or flee like a big, scared, jug-eared wuss boy. To flee or not to flee, that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, somebody tell me what's going on up there? We're looking at 90 beats per minute, up from 70 a second ago. What's going on? Eddie, see a werewolf or something? Worse, Roy, it's Emily Fleck. Oh, no. This kid isn't going to bolt like a bunny again, is he? Well, that's what we're here to find out. Nickelodeon, waiting for you. Every day, Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. And I'm Andrew. And this is episode 34. Sure is. Um, we're going to be talking a special one this week, kind yeah. of. Uh, we're going to be talking about some Nick, old Nickelodeon shorts. Yeah. Uh, People have been really... This is maybe one of our most requested topics uh, since the start of the show. People want... A lot of times people will send us like Inside Out Boy or, you know, um, particular ones, but in general, people have really wanted us to talk about shorts. And we did a little bit on listener topics, um, but this time, I think we're, we're going to really dive in this time. Yeah. Um, and this episode would absolutely not be happening <laughs> unless uh, one of our listeners um, very nicely gathered pretty much all of these shorts for us and emailed them to us. So a big shout out to Caitlin. Um, thank you so much. Um, pretty much every video she sent is what we're talking about today. Um, and you can find her on Instagram at Caitlin the Spy. Uh, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Uh, Caitlin the Spy. Nice so. name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's really appreciated because yeah. I think both of us were kind of, we kind of wanted to. But then the work of yeah, yeah. figuring out which ones, and, yeah, because there's so many out there. Yeah, I think this is one of like the defining things of Nickelodeon at that time. These shorts mm. and like uh, just them kind of like letting the uh, these independent type people or like new people that maybe haven't done a lot before kind of get into this and yeah, try something on their own. Yeah, um, particularly some of these we'll see like kids kids yeah, wrote them, yeah. which is cool. Um, and a lot of these, uh, some of these premiered kind of just as their own thing, but a lot of these were part of something called Snick Snacks. Uh, ah. and, uh, that, that ran particularly during 1995 and 1996. Uh, they would usually run earlier in the Snick Night during commercial breaks. Bite into a brand new batch of Snick Snacks. <laughs> a whole feast of short films your mind can munch on. You feed your body, you feed your kid's sister, you even feed your dog. So why not toss your brain a bone? What? Have a Snick Snack. <laughs> Snick Snacks, you don't eat them, you watch them. I mean, almost all of these ran during commercial breaks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, the format for today will pretty much be because these are short and because we're just going to go ahead and assume that you haven't been watching these every day uh we're going to play the audio so you can at least hear it and maybe recollect what was happening in some of these shorts and then andrew and i will kind of pick through them and at the end we'll pick our favorite and we'll each pick our ferguson um and i really think this might be 
we can do a lot more of these. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because, you know, whether it's Inside Out Boy or as as our school bus turns, there's there's a, there's a bunch of parts to all of these. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some other ones that we're even not thinking of that we'll discover and rediscover. <laughs> that hopefully Caitlin sends us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so which, which Nickelodeon short do you want to start with? Well, let's go with the first one that I watched, which was As Our School Bus Turns. Okay. And this episode is called? Jessica and Cosmo. <laughs> Very good. So <laughs> uh, let's, let's hear it. I'm ready, right? You're ready. All right. I'm just going to walk up to him and say hi. And then he'll say hi. And then I'll say good. And then I'll come right back. You're totally ready. I'm totally ready. I'm totally not ready. You're totally not ready. And now, Nickelodeon presents another episode of As Our School Bus Turns. yourself everyone laughs at you and you go home crying no big deal no big deal what there he is wow. all right here i go go girl i'm great you're great i'm not great don't go girl you know what i'm thinking what are you thinking today's not the right day today's definitely not the day when will Jessica say hi to Cosmo? Mm, tomorrow is the right day. Tomorrow's totally tomorrow. the right day. Will she say hi to Cosmo tomorrow? Now I'm thinking maybe the day after tomorrow is better. Day after tomorrow's totally better. And will Salvador find his backpack? Well, what do you mean? It's right here. So that's uh, that's as the school bus as our school bus turns. Yeah, I lo- I love that theme music, the kind of like lady, the high pitch lady singing. Yeah, <laughs> like very. Um, I don't know how you describe that uh, dreamy uh, soap opera esque. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yeah, um, it's got a real Pete and Pete like feel to this. I thought it really does. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it almost could have been from Pete, uh, Pete and Pete episode. Um, but I really liked the whole, I really liked kind of the whole thing. Just yeah. the, um, I thought it was like a really good kind of little story, like perfectly encapsulated in just that couple minutes. Um, and I just liked the, uh, something feels kind of almost amateurish about it. Mm-hmm. Not, like, in a bad way, though. Yeah. I mean, like, it was made to seem like that, right. you know? Yeah. And I really like that kind of effect. You yeah. Know what I mean? It, it re- totally agree on the Pete and Pete thing. Um, I tried to find who made it, and I couldn't. Mm. Um, some of these I did find the creators, but this one seems to be a mystery. Yeah. 
Um, the girl who plays Jessica on the bus, who I think is really good. Yeah. She, yeah uh, both, both the girls, I yeah, think, are the, really good. Yeah. Um, particularly her friend, who's just kind of confirming everything. <laughs> yeah, she's just, like, trying to support her no matter what yeah. she wants to do. Yeah. But the main girl, Jessica, is played by an actress named Jessica DeSico. Mm. Uh, and she does a lot of voice acting now. Uh, she is the voice of Flame Princess uh, on Adventure Time. Oh. Um, and she also is the character Tambri on Gravity Falls, uh, and she also does a bunch of voices on the Penguins of Madagascar TV show. Um, so oh. she's she's an active actress. Uh, That's kind boy, of funny. Yeah, starting out maybe ish in one of these shorts. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Um, what else stood out to you? Uh, I really loved Salvador. <laughs> this was the really like the thing that clinched this for me. I think as yeah. like one of the best. Um, Salvador loses his backpack. <laughs> just him talking to the camera, but yeah. no, I didn't. Like yeah. just that moment. Oh man, it was great. It's uh, always nice when the narrator knows a little bit more than the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was such a good funny moment. Like I actually laughed out loud at that. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the at the beginning of the short, there's um, as it shows the title, uh, there's a a cross guard who comes out instead of a stop sign. I thought yeah. it was cool. It has, it's like it looks like a stop sign, but it says Nick on it, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and I also thought that um, uh, it was cool that in this short, and there's a bunch of uh, as our school bus turns, but in this short. It showed the perspective of the girl being nervous to talk to the boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about how, like, as a kid, that wasn't something I felt like I saw very much. It was always the boy being nervous to talk to the girl. And um feels like a little, like, you know, a little confirmation that, like, this is a mutual <laughs> thing. Perhaps <laughs> girls true. also are afraid to approach the boy. Yeah, that was good. Um Yeah, that's the kind of thing you just... The kind of... Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? It's just the kind of like depth that uh, <laughs> this old Nickelodeon stuff had, you know. Yeah, I, not only that, but I, this whole thing is set around this idea of being really excited, but being really nervous. And even as an adult, I understand the sentiment oh, yeah. of being so excited but nervous to do something that I just delay it, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> Jessica is tomorrow. Oh, I loved that. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Then the d- well, the day after tomorrow, like feels a little bit better. <laughs> right. Um, so I feel like that's a very, um, that's a thing people can relate yeah, to. Yeah, total relatable thing. Um, and then just something about like being on the bus in a lot of these shows. I love at the end, there's the kid whose butt's just in the window. Yeah. <laughs> it says Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, Pete and Pete, really one of my favorite episodes of Pete and Pete is Yellow Fever, where mm. they're all kind of trapped on the bus. <laughs> um, I, you know, looking back on it now, we're, you know, you can kind of remember it fondly. Um, but there is that feeling about the bus. There's almost like politics to the bus. Yeah. <laughs> of people you're keeping an eye on, people you don't want to be near. <laughs> <laughs> and you spent a lot of time on the bus. I mean, right. that was like a vivid, that's like a vivid chunk of my childhood. It's just the bus rides. Yeah. Any Anything in particular? Like, did you like the bus? Hate the bus? Not care? Um... Wow, I think I went through different periods in my life of hating it or not minding. I remember the seats most vividly, like green, kind of just like fake plastic leather type thing. Some type of vinyl almost. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just really uncomfortable and horrible. I'm thinking, (laughs) now it seems like it's crazy that um, we were allowed to ride the bus like that. I mean, do they have seatbelts now? Or am I crazy? I don't know. 
I mean, it seems I don't think insane. So. When I don't I'm, think so. <laughs> when you're sitting in those like horrible seats with just a ton of space around you everywhere. Surrounded by metal. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a big vehicle, but if it got hit by something serious, right. it'd just be, it'd be over. Yeah. It'd be kids flying all over the place. <laughs> well, that, and that, I mean, we talked about this before, but it's probably why bus drivers really are grouchy, oh, yeah, right? Because everything's on the line. Yeah. Rascals can't sit down. <laughs> that is true. That's got to be a tough job. Stressful. Yeah, <laughs> my, my aunt uh, was a bus driver, and um, she loved it because I really think she, she would talk about, like, you do connect with kids. Mm. You get to know yeah. kids. They get to know you. They, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fun for them to see you. But, yeah, that stress of, like, listen, I, legally I need you <laughs> yeah. to sit down, and kids don't care about law. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I thought this was a really fun one. Uh, I, you know, the bus to me was just like... I was a big headphones person, mm. so I'd put on my headphones. Even as a kid, I remember I'd mm. have my portable CD player, and I'd put on you know Weezer Blue album, and I would just kind of try to block out as much as possible if I could. <laughs> um, so the bu- bus for me was really like a another period of like trying to survive. I feel like yeah, just like a. You just never know what's going to happen in school at that age. It just seemed all so up in the air. Yeah. It was like, I don't know who these crazy other kids are, what they're about to do at any moment. Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe, I, I probably didn't really even know that I was doing something useful, but probably I sat towards the front, I put on my mm. headphones, and like just never oh. really turned around to see what was happening. It was definitely back of the bus. Oh, yeah. The time, yeah. yeah that, see... That's that's the jungle back there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> you uh, you never know what you're gonna get yeah. into. Um, I did notice a continuity error uh, mm. on this, so hard to imagine. The, <laughs> the bus has two different numbers. Huh. Uh, so on the interior, you can see on the back window the bus number ten twenty eight, mm. um, but on any exterior shot, the bus number is forty one forty six. Oh, so mm. uh, clearly two different buses being used here, but you know That's, we'll forgive it. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, but overall, really fun. I yeah, liked, I liked it, and uh, there's there's uh, several more. So. If we do another shorts episode, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at some more. See another one of those. Cool. Okay, so where do you want to go next? Well, let's talk about the space between Mister Freer's ears. All right. Uh, this episode is called Penny Falls, mm-hmm. and this one I think more than any of the other shorts was very I very vividly remembered on all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's uh, it's it's rhythmic, but let's let's hear yeah. some of it. So yeah, kind of like a uh, one of those like I don't know, like a stomp gap commercial. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And there's no talking; it's just the rhythm. A lot of sliding feet, and yeah. you know, some people have canes. And... Kind of like a way to explore sound, I guess. Right. You know, it was probably the idea. Um, I liked it. You know, I I never loved it. I don't think as a kid, but I I like it now maybe more. Yeah. Like appreciate what went into it. And yeah. 
And since there's no dialogue, if you don't remember it, pretty much Mr. Freer, he's got his mm. fedora on, he's going down the stairs, he sees a penny on the curb, uh, and as he goes to reach for that it... Was, that was kind of cool. The uh, episode title is on yeah. the newspaper that's, like, stuck in the... Uh, right. It hits like the... Like, stairwell or whatever. Yeah, it hits the bar to the stairwell, yeah. and you see the newspaper title, Penny Falls. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and as Mr. Freer is about to reach for the penny, you know, here comes the rhythmic foot traffic. Yeah, keep, yeah. like, uh, threatening to stomp on his hand, stretching out to get that penny. Right, so he's got to wait. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps having to pull his hand back as somebody new walks by. Yeah. Um, until finally a little kid runs by and picks it up at the end. Classic, classic <laughs> tease ending. I thought that was a great <laughs> ending. Maybe the yeah. best part about the video to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like Nickelodeon did that kind of ending a lot where, you know, your character this whole time is waiting yeah. for this thing, whether it's in a TV show or this. And then, you know, at the last second it's snatched away yeah. from you. <laughs> um, yeah. This is probably of the ones we watched, either first or second, the one I remember the most, mm. to the point where, you know, as a kid, I actually remember feeling like the commercial went a little too long. Yeah. <laughs> when it would come on, I'd kind of roll my eyes, I'm like, oh, man. Um, it's it's not bad, by yeah. any means. It's it's actually a pretty good no, piece it's actually of pretty uh, neat. film, but um, it just was on a lot. Yeah. At the time, too, it was a little... Uh, Almost maybe too abstract or something to yeah. fully appreciate as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I kind of liked Mr. Freer. He looks <laughs> kind of strange. I yeah. I kind of like the whole thing now. He's like a, if, if, he's like if Bus Driver Stew was uh, more domesticated and wearing a fedora. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, m all the space between Mr. Freer's ears are kind of this idea of, um, sound. Yeah. Um, there's another one, Payphones, which is pretty popular. Yeah. Um, but it plays with sound. Uh, I did think another thing that was cool on this one was like the camera angle was at the curb level. Yeah. So ra rather than fun. seeing things from eye level, um, you're, you're just seeing shoes. Pretty yeah. Much, which is cool. Um, also, um, I like the idea of, like, where when it starts out, it's almost like you're going into that space yeah. between his, in yeah. his head. Yeah. The, so it's like, this is what's going on in his head, kind <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that yeah. intro is, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I don't have a ton to say about it. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a pretty simple short, and but I really, I think, one of the most memorable Nickelodeon shorts. Yeah. Um, I, I, wonder, I wonder if people are fond of it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But we'll, so maybe we should have a poll of... Yeah. Favorite best, uh, shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, where do you want to go next? Uh, let's talk about Safety Queen. Perfect. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear some of it here. This kid is in peril. It's a dirty bandy pool. Gross. Me? Out. Yeah. When kids are in trouble, it can only mean... This is a job for Safety Queen! Who are you? Oh, safety Queen? That's cute to you. Uh-huh. 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 Well, that band-aid will just have to stay there. Forever. Try pulling it off and... It will make you scream. The exact pitch of a band-aid pull screen is enough to shatter glass. 
Uh, or in your case, glasses. Without your glasses, you can't see. You'll bump into walls 7.5 times a day. This will leave smudges. Your mom's friends see the smudges. They make faces. The faces stick that way. It's a phenomenon. Everyone wants to see them. Traffic piles up. Very unsafe. Safe, safe, safe. Oh, it's not so bad. Germs are never safe. I'm off. No need to thank me. Uh, so this one was called Peeling a, a Band-Aid. Yeah. Um, I vaguely remembered this, but I don't remember any other safety queens, if there were more. I think there is, yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, so this was animated, um, and it... I don't know if you've ever seen that show, Teacher's Pet. Mm -mm. Uh, it was a Disney show. It was like a kid became a dog or the dog learned how to talk or something like that. Anyway, the I, I recognize the animation style. I, I would guess that it's the same people. Oh, wow. I didn't okay. look to see for sure. but That, that, that opening shot where the kid's peeling the band-aid yeah. off his knee and there's the lightning bolts of pain that reminded me a little bit of like a Ren and Stimpy yeah. type thing. Yeah, but. definitely. Like more detailed, yeah. close-up yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, so, the, I mean, basically like the idea is the safety queen girl comes to help solve these like everyday kid problems kind of. That are really non-problems. Yeah, <laughs> and she comes and like warns the kid of all the reasons he shouldn't peel the band-aid off like all the terrible things that are going to happen and uh he finally just pulls it off like yeah, it's no big deal almost like i've heard of nothing yeah. her her advice just to leave it on forever is his uh his motivation to just go ahead and get, it, yeah, yeah. get this over with who's done listening to it yeah um i thought the uh animation was pretty cool i liked it in this one um i thought the the story was a little sparse i mean just yeah pretty basic you know, uh, a little random <laughs> yeah not uh, the like what was gonna happen to him i guess was the meat of it right um and that was okay i just this one didn't like hit me that hard i guess i i kind of remember seeing it before but even it never like impressed made an impression on me yeah this is one i don't remember seeing really as a kid mm. I, I i saw that it was made in 1995 uh, you were asking whether there is more than one. There's three. Mm. Um, so there's three of these safety queens all aired in 1995. Um, and a couple of them can be seen on, on if you own the Rugrats VHS tapes. Uh. Uh, Rugrats always had shorts before them on the VHSs. Uh, so this was on the particular Rugrats VHS tape, Phil and Lil, Double Trouble. <laughs> okay. um, a few other things about it. Uh, the safety queen, do you know who did her voice? No. Uh, an actress from all that, uh, Katerina Johnson. Oh, huh. <laughs> Ross Perot. I Ross believe. Perot, yeah. correct, correct. Oh, man. Yeah. Age as well. <laughs> um, I do like the idea of a cartoon where... You know the the core of it is that you're trying to solve a non-problem. Yeah, um, that was good. It, it's kind of comedic. I don't probably I don't think I like the animation as much as you do the st style wise, but it it looked nice. Um, I again I as a kid it's very relatable realizing, you know, putting on a bandaid on is like a relief, right? Like you slap that thing yeah. on, and then when you realize you got to take it off. And if you've left it on for a day or two, yeah, you're really talking about trouble. It's, it's definitely a relatable issue for a kid. Yeah. Uh, I just think it could have been 
fleshed out a little more in some way. I don't even know what Well, when way, she really. starts down that road of describing what will happen, I, I had to watch it a couple times because she lost me, which oh. I think is maybe the point. But um, she she describes that, you know, a scream after ripping off a Band-Aid can shatter glass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you'll bump into walls at least 7.5 times a day. Uh, and then you'll start making faces, and people want to see faces, so traffic starts piling up, and it felt like, where is this going? And so it stopped being maybe fun and more like, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's not my favorite, yeah. but it's um, it's harmless. Yeah, okay. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. So that's a Safety Queen peeling a Band-Aid. Yeah. All right. Why don't we take a look at Inside Eddie Johnson... The episode, The Crush. Yeah, parts one and two. Yes, yes. <laughs> we interrupt this program for a special live report from Inside Eddie Johnson. For more, we go to Bruce Peebles, somewhere inside Eddie's brain. I'm here in Eddie's cerebral cortex with brain supervisor, Jane Osgood. We've just gotten word that Eddie has spotted Emily Fleck, a girl from school he has a crush on. Wow, big news. It is big news. He's been trying to talk to this girl for a year now. Come on, Eddie. Eye of the tiger. You can do it, babe. Uh, what's his problem? He's just a little shy, okay? Hypothalamus, talk to me. What's up with the heart, lungs, and glands? Fully stoked, Jane. Pedal to the metal. If the kid doesn't do something quick, he's gonna blow like a 4th of July. Emily Intercept, commencing in approximately 30 seconds. Stand by. Standing by. The trouble just got word from the Cerebrum. Eddie wants to play back some memories. I think he wants to remember what happened with Emily last time. Oh, bad idea, Eddie. Really stinko. He's just gonna make himself more nervous. As you can see, last time he opted for the flea response. What's it gonna be, Eddie? Fight or flee? Taking care of business. He's gonna fight! Yes! yes. All right, Eddie! What happens now? Well, I guess our little lover boy's finally gonna talk to her. The question is, what is he going to say? Poetry. Sheer poetry. Speech cortex pronto! Don't get too comfy. Emily intercept in five, four, three, Two, one. Rock on, Eddie. Hi. Hi. They go up so fast. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> um, kind of a familiar uh, plot here. Yeah. Like the nervous system as like real thinking yeah. people or whatever. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of inside out before inside yeah. out. The, yeah, yeah. The Pixar that. movie. Um, but this is a common thing, like whether it was like Magic School Bus, but going inside of yes. a kid. Yeah. Is... What was that? Uh, inner Space? Inner Space. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It might have been the first. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it was... Uh, so we're like following Eddie... Um, as he sees the girl that he likes and, like, what's happening inside his body. Um, and it, this was another one that's very Pete and Pete-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one really felt like that. Like, I didn't look it up, but I would be shocked if it wasn't 
Uh, yeah, so I have some details on okay. that. Sir, yeah, definitely uh, the guy who directed this was also involved in some things. <laughs> so um, it was, I mean, it's an interesting one. I, I guess it's, I've just seen that setup before, and they, yeah. they didn't really expand on it in my mind. Uh, interesting, a couple of the people in it, yeah. uh, Susan Sarandon, <laughs> yeah. very strange yeah. that she would appear in this. <laughs> Um, and also Paul Lazar, uh, who played Bob Oppenheimer in Field of Pete. Ah, uh, yes. Very... He, ran, he runs the slushy stand. Yes, yes. <laughs> the uh, Orange Lazarus. Yeah. Uh, very memorable guy. Yeah. I mean, you can't forget this he's guy. A, he's a little cross-eyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's just got this kind of real dead serious look on his face all the time. Yeah. He's um, got a very memorable scene in Silence of the Lambs. I think that's probably his top like credit okay <laughs> um, so that was good uh, um i don't know i guess i don't have like that much to say about this um i liked it i thought the story was good it it, it maybe just didn't quite go as far as i wanted it to i don't mm-hmm. know what where i wanted it to go but do you remember do you remember it when it originally aired i don't think so yeah. this one didn't seem I, you know, it, it didn't come right to my mind. Right. I, I remember Eddie's face. The thing I remember of all is, like, Eddie's face and his kind of weird haircut. He, like, parts his hair down the middle and it's, like, real puffy on both sides. Um, kind of a funny, perfect kind of looking kid uh-huh. to do this with because he's nervous. and Yeah. Um, but um, this, uh, this particular episode of Inside Eddie Johnson premiered in 1996 during SNCC. Uh, and um, it ran from January to February of 96, uh, all yeah. the episodes of it. Uh, so I looked up the person who created it, because when I saw them, like, this has to be either yeah. Chris Viscardi or Will yeah. McRobb. But um, the guy who directed it is a guy named Adam Bernstein, and he is a very successful director. Um, <laughs> so some of his credits, we'll start with Pete and Pete. So he directed three episodes of Pete and Pete on Golden Pete, which is one of my favorites. He also did 35 Hours, and he did New Year's Pete. Oh. Um, so definitely a Pete and Pete involvement here, but other stuff Adam Bernstein has done. Uh, he did the love shack video by the B 52s. <laughs> um, he did, uh, seven episodes of upright citizens brigade, oh, which you and I are man. both big fans of, including episodes, uh, that I really like spaghetti <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he directed, uh, Magomra versus the fart monster <laughs> and master dialectician. Um, uh-huh. But plus more, so uh, those are great. <laughs> he directed nine episodes of Oz, six episodes wow. of Thirty Rock, twelve episodes of Scrubs, uh, five episodes of Bored to Death. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. The one was Oz, mm-hmm. like HBO? that. <laughs> that one just doesn't fit in with the rest of these. I all. know. I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, eight episodes of Breaking Bad. Uh, (laughs) including Half Measure and Box Cutter, which are both, like, kind of episodes that changed the series a little bit. Uh, He directed the first two episodes when they uh, launched the Fargo series, uh, which I'm a big fan of. Um, He directs Californication, House of Lies, Nurse Jackie, Orange (laughs) is the New Black, uh, three episodes of Better Call Saul. Um, and he he was the director of the new Miss series. He directed the pilot. Which I haven't seen. It is not great. That <laughs> okay. might be his worst low credit. point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, but the, like crazy to think about the guy behind 
Inside Eddie Johnson yeah, is like yeah. very successful. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. Uh, maybe the most successful director from Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, I thought the production value was great. Oh, like yeah. the the actual headquarters looked really good. Yeah, um, it was probably the highest. I mean, best looking of any of these. Yeah, I think. yeah. And and that headquarters uh, kind of reminded me of um, Lurgner's headquarters in, uh, in the basement yeah with like the sonar yeah. and yeah and uh in in the, in the meantime there's also a reporter there who's kind of trying to interview people and i like that you can tell they're kind of flustered they don't want him there yeah they're dealing with serious business i uh, like that you cut down to the heart and the heart's trying to figure out what's happening yeah, why cool. is why is his heart rate up <laughs> um i like that a lot the i thought the best line in the whole thing is when the guy who runs the heart asks did this kid see a werewolf or something <laughs> Um, I, you know, so he decides to fight. He's, yeah. He says, hi. <laughs> Just... Which, uh, the announcer guy is almost like insulting in the way he's talking about this. Like, Eddie decided to fight instead of being a, oh, a like... big wuss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, geez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, he's a little harsh, <laughs> but I love the huge celebration. Just the outburst of yeah. celebration because... I think those are the small victories as kids oh, yeah, that yeah. I think we can all kind of relate to of if you did like a girl in school and made eye contact and be like, did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did have one more thing in this episode that I kind of liked was um, him hitting his head the last time yeah. that they tried to help him or, or the last time he tried to talk to the girl. Mm-hmm. And then... At the end of this, him hitting his head anyway, even though he talked to her. Right, he's backing uh, up. He backs into a tree, and you see the kind of the whole headquarters. Everybody's thrown all over <laughs> yeah. the place. It's it's a nice touch. So yeah. I think it's probably the most ambitious yeah, of yeah, the ones definitely. we've talked about at least so far. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that they're pooling Susan Sarandon. And <laughs> there's another episode with, like, George Went. And, uh, yeah, so Weird. the people running this must have known yeah. other people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, overall, I really like, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. One of the better ones. Cool. Well, why don't we move on to any and Audi? Do you know if there's more than one episode of this one? I don't think there is because this was part of, um, kind of, this was part of short films by short people. Oh, okay. Um, So this was one of those, which generally jumped around. Yes. Which was, um, like Nickelodeon would go and find a kid to kind of like make his own, or her own yeah. uh, episode. Short. Short, yeah. yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Great idea. Let's, uh, let's hear a little bit of Innie and Audi. Hello? Innie? Hey, Audi. Oh, good, you're in. Naturally. All right, Innie, want to go to the movies? I'm into that. What's playing? Invasion of the Belly Snatchers. The Regurgitator. Oh, honey, I threw up the kids' out. Um... Well... What's the matter, Annie? No stomach for it? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I'm in. And I'm out of here. Started yet. No, look. And remember, 
No smoking in the theater. Great night for a walk, huh? Yeah, it's a little chilly, though. I'll go back and get your sweater. I'll be right back. Sick to my stomach. Oh, me too. Why can't you kids keep quiet? Excuse me, ma'am. What's eating you? I said all I want is quiet. Quiet, lady. I love it. So this is basically like stomachs with faces painted on them talking to each other with like belly button as a mouth yeah um and them kind of like moving to create the words or yeah. you know um and they i mean it it's basically just them going to a movie and like kind of talking to each other i think it's more about like the gimmick of them talking to each other and like doing things as a stomach this is purely gimmicky yeah, yeah it's yeah. um i mean again not to be too harsh it's, it came from yeah. the idea of a kid yeah and I actually liked it all right. I mean, for what it was. I wasn't expecting to at, at the very beginning, mm -hmm. but I liked the movie theater setting, mm -hmm. and I kind of liked that they had a few other characters show up, too. Yeah. The monster, they're going to see a monster movie. Did you know what yeah. the movie's called? Yeah. It is called The Belly That Ate Boston Baked Beans. <laughs> Good title. Yeah, that was Good a title. great title. And that was part of the double creature feature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everybody in the theater, the monster in the movie's a belly. Uh, with, <laughs> the monster you know, was pretty great. Yeah, it's a kind of a larger guy, and his nipples are the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did did note that the so the two any and outie are talking during the movie, which yeah. is rude. Uh, <laughs> and the lady in front of them who gets upset, an older stomach yeah. belly weird thing, turns around, yells at them. I was kind of blown away. The, did you notice that the eyes on the person that yells at them is essentially a bra? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her whole like head is covered by the hair. Yeah, her wig. It was really yeah, very jarring. Yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess there's not like a whole lot today more I have to say about this. I I mean the faces were cool, like mm -hmm. drawn on, like I yeah. think they looked uh like they were quality, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um and I liked the look of it, the filming. I, I don't know, I, I kinda liked it overall, but mm -hmm. didn't love it. Yeah, it's it's pretty basic, it's kinda gimmicky. The whole plot is let's go to the movies, they're allowed at the movies, they get yelled at, they go home. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's not there's not like a lot here besides oh that's funny it's belly's talking yeah. um so it's it's not my favorite um but it's, I, I enjoyed uh, it anyway <laughs> all right yeah, well <laughs> okay <laughs> happy to move on okay well why don't we talk about the other short film by sh a short person yeah uh foil man <laughs> yeah short films by short people yeah let's uh let's hear a little bit of foil the man. food we get in school where did i that green meat from Tuesday. Really scary. Oh, right here in the garbage, just where I left it. The lunch lady makes the worst food. Fuzzy cheese, perfect for Friday special. Friday special is the scariest of all. So bad I had to do with it. Arr, so you don't want to eat me? Fine. How's about I eat you? All of you. We needed a hero. We needed... Spoil Man! Wait, wait, what? You mean this? 
But you didn't know that foil man was super reflective. Forget your shades. Super flexible. <laughs> and had a super impression. I'm a little teapot short and stout. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Oh, that was wonderful. That was great. Oh, yeah? Well, then you'll love this. Foil man had oh. right where he wanted it. Woohoo! Cake's done. Friday special had been foiled by Foilamon! <laughs> My hero! Oh, this short film was made by me, Brennan Weir. Uh, this is one that I definitely remember yeah. vividly. Yeah, like, I remember Foilman. Yeah. Moments of this especially. This is like mostly stop motion mm -hmm. with a little bit of like real life uh, person. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's like basically just the kid talking about his lunch and uh, <laughs> how awful the food is yeah yeah the school lunch and yeah. i love i really love the beginning of this one with the uh the way the food looks and the hand of the lunch lady coming down and picking it up right it's a black it's you know you could tell you're kind of in a garbage hand, can it's supposed yeah, to be yeah the hands reaching down and the camera's under the food so you yeah. just see the hand kind of scoop up this disgusting food and it's like uh smudging against the camera and stuff right. yeah and and the food looks gross like right. really memorably gross yeah he describes it as green meat and fuzzy cheese <laughs> and it looks bad yeah, yeah. just such a oh man i loved that the look of that whole mm -hmm. thing um and then basically his oh one of the um the things that the lunch lady throws out is a like weird sandwich that's made out of all kinds of weird stuff that comes alive in a stop motion way and um the wrap the uh foil that was wrapped around the sandwich becomes foil man and has to fight the sandwich to defeat it um and I thought that was good like a whole you know interesting good little story it didn't like make a full sense you know it wasn't like yeah, kind of the same as um, of several that we've talked about, but uh, kind of the same as um, Safety Queen, where it's yeah. it's a little all over the place, but you get what the you get what they're trying to get at. Yeah, and the animation was really cool in this one. Yeah, I mean, the I foil crushing and uh, turning into different things was cool. Yeah, the the Friday Special Monster really looks cool. It's got like grilled cheese, crab arms, yeah, mac that, and cheese. That crab arm is like. What I really remember yeah, somehow. The piece of bread with the crab arm yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah. um, Foil Man's cool, but I think the monster is like kind of yeah. what I would remember. Um, this was uh, made by Brennan Weir, as right. we find out in fifth the like, credits for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fifth grader. <laughs> and he kind of like talks about making it. Yeah. Did um, you notice whose class he's in? No. It says who his teacher is. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, his fifth grade teacher is Miss Sinclair. Oh, okay. So Ms. shout Sinclair. out to Miss Sinclair. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty cool, though, that they did this. I didn't really realize they did it. And yeah. even reading some more about this, like, it's almost like n almost nobody knew that they were doing this. Like, there was just some part of Nickelodeon that was going out to schools and trying to, like, teach kids about animation and then yeah. making this. I wish they were still doing this. Yeah, that would be awesome. That was the kind of thing that they used to do a lot more of, this, like, interactive stuff. Yeah, that's what I jotted down here, that this is this is true to the heart of what we like yes, about Nickelodeon, yes. that kids are kind of in control. Yeah. Um, that that kids, to the point where kids are creating stuff yeah. that shows up on the channel, 
Um, and they're really like trying. They were like really kind of rooting for you as a kid to succeed and like to explore the things you're really interested in. Yes. Uh, the I mean half of the short. Um, I didn't play all of it here, but half of the short is just describing who the people are that made it <laughs> yeah. and like how it was made <laughs> behind the scenes. And so one thing I noted is that uh, Nickelodeon, probably more than any other channel, always felt like they were willing to give you a peek into how the magic yeah. was made. And still, that never really ruined the magic. So they would show you the studios or they would show you like the making of stuff and then it was made it cooler. Yeah. Right? And it was always kind of, it always seemed to kind of be about like, this is how maybe you could get involved in this. Yeah. It wasn't just like, this is, this is strictly behind the scenes. This is the stuff that you can't do. Yeah. Uh, it was like, this is what you could be doing. Right. And it felt great. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it did a really good job empowering kids. I mean, I know there's, there's only a couple of these short films for short by short people, but, um, I think it's just, it's hearts in the right place. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, so, great job. Man, I wonder if anybody knows uh, Brennan Weir. I looked I, I looked him up, tried to see anything, and, like, this whole short films by short people, it's like nobody has any information on it at all. Like, oh, man. what was going on with it or who was involved? We should, we should really try to track him down. That, that would be really great. cool to talk, yeah. to talk to him about, like, what was it like? Yeah. And, um... If anybody knows Brennan Weir, <laughs> yeah, direct him uh, here. Yeah, direct him to Big Orange Couch. Um, I don't know if you noticed before we move on that this was co-directed by Chris Gilligan and Aggie Fodor. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Aggie, here. Um, but that is the creator of Stick Stickly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Man. Good, good people with good ideas. Yeah. yeah. And spreading the wealth. You know? Love it. Love it. <laughs> Okay, well, um, why don't we talk about Weird Answers Command? Cool. Um, <laughs> this is one that I, I, I know, I, re- I mean, I remember seeing it, but mm-hmm. I feel like it might have been a little bit later or something. Maybe I'm crazy. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find when it ran. Yeah. Um, it's not one that I remember. Um, well, I guess, hold on. Well, let's Sleepy town of Monotony Bay lies the inconspicuous headquarters of the Weird Answer Command, a top secret team assembled by the Belgian government. Their mission to solve the annoying enigmas of the universe. So you don't have to. Our sources indicate that it is biologically impossible to eat just one potato chip. Now we need more data. Your mission determine how many potato chips a single individual can eat. <laughs> a lot. I can never have enough chips. Your input has been noted. Please quantify all a lot. No problem. 798, 799, 800, 801. More, 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 more. 3,345, 3,346, 3347. More. Binary subset C, dime 5, 9, 10 to the square root of X, assumed by the equality of just 7. Apocalypse of 11, 9, 11, quadrant equations of 5, 6, 4, 5, 12, 5, 6, 5, 7. More. 
every last one. Except this one. It's the rotten, disgusting burnt chip at the bottom of the bag. I believe I've had enough. We have our answer. It's possible to eat every chip in the entire world, except the burnt, disgusting one. Uh, so, you got uh, Jack the Panda, Haley the Fox, and Bonnie the Kangaroo. Ah, kangaroo. I, I missed... I, I mean, I watched this <laughs> more than once, but I guess I missed where they explained what each character was. It's really fast at the start. Uh, I mean, you got to kind of keep up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this a deer? Or what is this character supposed to be? But, yeah. Okay, kangaroo. Um, so this was this is a top-secret team assembled by the Belgian government to solve the annoying enigmas of the universe. Yeah, I like that premise. Great setup. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the and the animation's like kind of cool. I mean, not like really, um, or, not really unique, but mm-hmm. but cool. I mean, yeah. it, it looked good. It was effective. Do we mention this episode's called Chips? Oh, I didn't even see yeah. the name. Chips. Okay, Chips. Chips. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the only one of these? I suspect it may be. Uh, yes, there are. There are more. There is more than oh. one. I, I don't know the exact number, but uh, okay. there's, there's a couple out oh. there. All right, I'll have to look for these. Um, so in this episode, they're on a mission to determine how many potato chips an individual could consume. <laughs> sure. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they strap the kangaroo down and start like f- kind of force feeding him potato chips. Yeah. Uh, until he eventually ends up eating all the chips in the world. Yeah, he can have them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except? Except for the disgusting burnt chip uh, at the bottom of the bag. Man, I love burnt <laughs> chips. What about you? I am a fan of the burnt ones, yeah. yeah. Finding it's kind of like, yes. Yeah, you're like, oh, one in every once in a while. Yeah. Um, just while we're talking about that, have you had the um, toasty Cheez-Its? I have. <laughs> it's been a while, but I didn't really like them. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I was totally into them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. <laughs> I just need my Cheez-It to be a Cheez-It. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Um, I thought I thought that this uh, burnt potato chip was, like, the moment that kind of made this episode. Right. I actually, like... It's a very funny... It, did, I, it caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of just like bored-ish by it until oh. that happened, and I was like, I actually laughed out loud a little bit. It's like, yeah. oh, that was a good, good call. I didn't it, see it coming. It reminded me a little bit of the uh, sucker commercial of like how many mm. licks to get to the center of a blow yeah. pop. Kind of, uh, kind of the same idea. Yeah. The my, my favorite joke in the entire thing is when they mention that they work at an inconspicuous headquarters, and it is just a gigantic tower in the middle of a field. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's really funny when right when they say inconspicuous, it does this long pan down of this building that's just like never ends. <laughs> and that building I thought looked great. Like th- the animation on that was awesome. It yeah. was like Eon Flux looking ish yeah. or something. That's like, true. Really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this one was funny. I mean, it was kind of to the point. It had a had a great punchline, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is kind of all you need. Yeah. Um, so I, I really liked this one. Yeah, enjoyable, interesting one. Uh, if you uh, side question here, yeah. if 
if you could only eat one chip flavor for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, are we talking just potato chips? Yes. Potato. Okay, strictly potato. Just like, like no, we're not cutting Doritos or something like that. No, because okay. their their experiment was like you know like classic potato chip. Okay, I don't think you're gonna like it. Okay, but I would actually go with plain. Okay, regular potato chips and not ruffles. I don't like the r- ridges or ruffles. <laughs> I know, I know. Just plain <laughs> regular potato chips. All right, <laughs> I, I love it. That would be my second option. So I don't have any problem with that. I, there's something refreshing <laughs> it's not like i'm, I'm not downing yeah. potato chips every day but um no i think a plane is it's it's classic for a reason yeah, yeah. and i assume that's what bonnie is being yeah, fed yeah. Yeah. um i'd go with salt and vinegar yeah sure. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those have actually grown on me over the years mm-hmm. i like them now okay um, cool that was always that was always a big dilemma when we were younger because Whenever we had <laughs> gatherings, I always wanted salt and yeah. vinegar, and I, I think it was like me and Chris, I think maybe like salt and vinegar, and everybody else wanted cheddar, barbecue. I don't know if you remember this, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> we always ended up having to buy multiple bags because, we yeah. yeah, which was surprising to me. As a kid, I definitely didn't want anything to do with them. It's like these are unbearable. <laughs> it's just, I mean, now yeah. you know. Yeah, I need that sting. Okay. I need that sting. <laughs> that just like. Cutting up your mouth. <laughs> I mean, the worst po- possible thing you could have to go on those, like, that horrible, like, no, it brings, chip mouth. It brings my tongue to life. It, like, it speaks to my tongue. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. <laughs> well, why don't we go on to our last short for today, Inside Out Boy. Yeah, probably the most memorable. Um, of all of these, or you mean Inside Out Boy as a whole, or this yeah, it particular seems like one? fans, or uh, people who like '90s Nick? I think Inside Out Boy definitely like as as a multiple episode thing, like mm-hmm. as a whole show. Definitely, people seem better. to remember it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you know what this one was called? Or? This one's called Girls. Oh, Girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean I. Okay. Well, this is like claymation. I mean, mm-hmm. for anybody who hasn't seen it in a while, which is probably the coolest part about it to me, the look yeah. of the animation. Great it's really looking. Mem- it's memorable, yeah. Yeah. And just his insides, you can see everything. Right. Really yeah. cool. Uh, let's let's hear it. Nickelodeon presents the continuing story of the kid who accidentally swung over the bar and became Inside Out Boy. We join our hero as he faces his greatest challenge, girls. Hi. Hey, you're that Inside Out Boy. Call me I.O.B. So, like, what are your superpowers, I.O.B.? Well, do you have super breath? No, but I do have minty fresh breath. Smell. (sighs) Do you have x-ray eyes? Nope, but I can turn my eyelids outside in. Look. Gross. I thought you were different. I am. Wait. We're going to be late. You are late. Hall passes, please. Sorry, no pockets. My hero. Inside Out Boy, he's got what it takes to impress a girl. Guts. You've got them too if you just look inside. Yep. Uh, (laughs) The kid who accidentally swung over the bar. Classic premise. Great. I mean, (laughs) whoever came up with that. It's... it's its premise is the best part about it. Yes, yeah. Uh, just 
because you do you're on that swing what happens if i swing over uh what happens but it could never to? really happen probably could but never happen so that's the beauty of it but it really. did I- yeah. iob is living proof <laughs> um but in this episode he's basically talking to a girl and trying to impress her mm-hmm. and uh she's not having any of it and then uh, finally, they run into a hall monitor, and she freaks out seeing yeah. that he's inside out. It freaks out to the point where her body <laughs> shoots through whatever the ceiling is, I'm assuming, <laughs> but her shadow, there's a brief moment where her shadow doesn't catch up. So the, <laughs> did you notice that the, late, the, the, the hall monitor, who yells at them for being late, yeah, she flies out of the air, and I thought it was a really clever thing. She leaves the frame, but her shadow is <laughs> on yeah. the wall. Yeah. Okay, um... I I really thought this was actually maybe the weakest story of mm-hmm. any of these, mm-hmm. uh, or comparable to um, Safety Girl. Mm-hmm. Just like a really basic nothing premise. <laughs> I mean, and the, it didn't even really make any sense what happened. Like the hall monitor discovers him. First of all, she can't tell that he's inside out when she first sees him. I she, yeah I I. <laughs> I uh, I have that same exact note, uh, which is, yeah, she doesn't freak out until he points out that he doesn't have pockets. He's been inside out the whole yeah. time. <laughs> what is she looking at? <laughs> um, um, so that was ridiculous. And then the girls, like, I guess, gets impressed by him scaring the hall monitor. Yeah. It, it just... <laughs> didn't really make any sense uh yeah the uh, the ending the narrator says he has what it takes to impress a girl after scaring the teacher <laughs> yeah. and then inside out boy says guts what yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> it didn't i mean i i get it he's inside out yes but it's just so disconnected from everything that was happening and that's the other problem which is everything that's happening within the sketch feels non yeah linear so i guess that maybe was the whole supposed to be the whole point of it was Mm -hmm. to have guts and you know ask the girl out or something but it was just a very kind of haphazard (laughs) execution i guess yeah well um Inside Out Boy was created by two guys, uh, Scott Webb, who would go on to produce a couple of Pete and Pete's, mm. uh, and Will McRobb, who will go mm. on to create Pete and Pete. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's five Inside Out Boys, which ran 1989 to 1993, one a year. Uh. Uh, one came out per year. This was actually the last one, uh, 1993. Um, and in- Inside Out Boy uh, also... Uh, I think one of the reasons I really remember it is because it was on Rugrats VHS tapes. Uh-huh. I think it was on uh, Baby's Gotta Do What a Baby's Gotta Do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that, that's the one I had, okay? <laughs> People can uh, fact check me. Um, but uh, I wanted to see, did, did you notice, before he turns inside out, do you happen to notice what his outfit is? What he was wearing as a normal boy Man. before he swings? It's really fast. I would have just assumed, like, a t-shirt and jeans. Uh, okay, so he's wearing a red hat. Okay. Uh, he's wearing a yellow shirt, black pants, and white shoes. Huh. And so my question is, where do his clothes go? Are they inside of him? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> they got trapped in there. Oh, boy. That's going to get messy. Um, uh, I, it's, another, it's another episode where they're on, at the start they're on the bus. So another mm. kind of playing with the bus idea. This... 
Yeah, girls. At the They're first, on the bus? yeah, the first scene is her asking him what superpowers does he have? Yeah, on the bus. Oh yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah. yeah, okay. And okay. she oddly asks him, "Do you have super breath?" <laughs> what? That's not a superpower. That that's funny because I actually kind of liked that moment, uh-huh. like of him. <laughs> With the minty fresh breath, yeah, and the breath out, and there was like a couple leaves. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, looked really kind of cool. Yeah, uh, when he bre- when he breathes at her, that segues segues us to them getting off the bus, and then she asks, "Does he have X-ray vision?" Uh, he doesn't, but he can turn his <laughs> eyelids inside out. Which, yeah, I mean, he's already inside out, yeah. so I don't know why that's impressive. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. It, yeah, the whole thing of like. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, not not that it needs to. It's Inside Out Boy. Yeah. But it, I really fondly remembered it. And then watching it, I watched it, no joke, because I wasn't understanding it. I watched it probably five or six times. And I just, I love the animation, yeah. but I just didn't feel the same way I did. I think as I, I would have been very young when it originally aired, so... I just didn't feel the same way. Yeah, I think it's unless there's like some better episodes. I think as a kid, uh, just the whole concept and the look of it were really what made it. Yeah, and that's all I really cared about at the time. Right, didn't even pay attention to the the story. You know. Yeah. Well, there's a couple more out there, so maybe at some point yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll look at them. Sure. Um, so let's talk about which one of the the technically there's eight here, but inside Eddie Johnson's two parts. So we talked about kind of yeah. eight, nine, but. Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, what what, what yeah. stood out to you? Um, I gave this a lot of thought, yeah. and I finally decided on as our school bus turns. Okay. <laughs> I just I think that was like the most relatable one, and it was maybe the best overall story for my start <laughs> money. To finish. Yeah. 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 Um, loved. Um, Salvador? Yeah, loved Salvador. <laughs> that was great, a great touch. Yeah. Um, I think it was like the most complete of any of them. Mm-hmm. So that, that had to be it for me. Cool. Um, did you by any chance assign Krebs stars or no? I almost assigned them to everyone and I yeah. just for, decided not to. Uh, but all right, yeah. Did you? I did right. just to help myself okay. to figure okay. out what I liked most as I watched them just so it could be honest. Yeah. Um, and so I also went with as our school bus turns. Ah. Um, I assigned it a four point five crap wow, stars. That's pretty uh, good. I mean, we're talking about a minute short, but yeah. um, I, I agree with you from start to finish. I think it's really charming. the The actresses on it I thought were really funny yeah. and relatable, and uh, Cosmo just stand, staring off into space <laughs> as this drama is taking place behind him. The crossing guard with the Nickelodeon sign, the kid's butt in the rear window. It just Salvador, as you mentioned. Um, uh, it really, uh, I don't know. It uh, felt relatable and also well done. Compl- kind of encap- encapsulated a lot of things about Nickelodeon that were great, like all that kind of like that almost do-it-yourself feel, yeah, and like the real-world feel, and. Uh, Mixing in like the Nick uh, logo on yeah. the shorts, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. It, it was just all good touches. Yeah. Um, I will say that I'm. It was also probably, it was the one where I watched it and I immediately started looking for other ones. Like, oh man, I, mm. I want to see like yeah. what other ones there are because <laughs> I liked it. And uh, the next one I watched, I liked maybe even more. Well, <laughs> just about the same, okay. but it was also very good. Okay. So maybe one day we'll talk yeah. About it. Uh, okay. Did, 
Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of close calls. I don't know if you... Sure. Uh, yeah, I ha- calls, well, uh, yeah. 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 I put... Uh, I was... The next ones that were very close for me were um, Foil Man and the Space Between Mr. Fear's Ears. Okay. But those were both just very good ones that I remember from being a kid and just well done. Yeah. Um, if I... Ha- if I had a close call, it would be uh, Inside Eddie Johnson, mm. and this might just um, this might just be like my bias towards live action. Um, we've discussed this before. I I just like I I'll always go with live action before animation. But now that I really thought about it and I've talked about it a little bit, uh, weird answer command that chip oh, short. Yeah. I just thought it was. <laughs> It was really wacky and, and fun, so that would probably also be a close call. I, I liked chips. <laughs> All right, great. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Bottom of the Barrel, Ferguson? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think we might have the same one here. I, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I went with Safety Queen. Mm. Um, it just did the least for me of all these ones, and I kind of wanted to like it more because I felt like it was a like girl centric one where like the girls doing something that's like saving the day yeah. in a sense, but it just didn't quite do it for me on any level. It was just a little too short. Not enough quite happened. And yeah. I, I don't know. Just didn't feel like enough was going on. All right. I hear, I mean, I hear you. I, I watched that one a couple times, um, admittedly because I was sleepy yeah. <laughs> and I was, I, <laughs> Watching you dozed off in the minute and a half that this <laughs> took off. I think that might be true. Um, and watching this one tired, I mean, it's utterly confusing. <laughs> um, it was, it it would be my close call Ferguson. Mm. Um, and I know you're going to disagree on my Ferguson, but <laughs> okay. I I didn't like any an Audi. Um, <laughs> oh, I, come I, on. I I just thought like there was nothing to it really besides the gag of the yeah. stomachs. And even that, like, going back and watching some of it may, like, kind of gross me out. <laughs> um, it just felt like kind of nothing. Uh-huh. So, part I, of, my heart tells me, come on, Joey, cut him a break. It's a little kid. It's <laughs> <laughs> whoever made it. Um, but it was the one where I watched it and I was like, ugh. And just moved on, kind I, of. I feel you. I think it was just a, so different from the other ones mm-hmm. that I had to give it some credit. I was like, all right, this is, I, you know, I haven't seen anybody repeat it or do it before then, so. Okay. You know, yeah. and I, for some reason, I kind of liked looking at it. Yeah. Even though I would be tempted to be a little uh, grossed out by the stomach thing, I, it was okay for me in this. It just worked. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, I think I think both of these have in common that they're like kind of sloppy. I mean, they're yeah. they're unlike as as our school bus turns, they're not as produced yes. together. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was really fun to look at. Uh, I'm ha- I'm happy. Caitlin <laughs> uh, spurred this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I'd like to I'd like to do more. So I think at some point we'll probably, if you guys have suggestions of shorts that, you know, we didn't hit. Um, please just send us like, and, and if you know they exist out there, cause that's yeah. the thing, the whole thing is finding them. A lot of these, uh, weren't kind of re-released until a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, if you have ideas, um, just shoot them our way. Hopefully, uh, if you, if there's any of these that pique your interest, they're all on YouTube. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. check them out. 
so what are we doing next week? Well, next week we're going to be talking about a very special episode mm. of Alex Mack. Ah, cool. yes. <laughs> As the holidays are around the corner. It's our first Alex, Ma- Alex Mack. We're yeah, here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one's called The Gift. Mm. Mm. I just, I, I don't know what we're in store for exactly. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't have high, real high expectations, but uh, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready for a little <laughs> Alex Mack. It's um, been a while. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I I think I recall the episode. I think there's some real shenanigans with Vince. <laughs> oh yeah, love Vince. Vince is good. <laughs> um, but I'm interested to see what Alex Mack's spin on Christmas. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh, which, um, so just kind of like we, I mean, we only talked about two Thanksgiving episodes. We weren't going to go, uh, bonkers yeah. with Thanksgiving, but, um, with Christmas, we're, we're going to, we're going to really stick with holiday episodes, uh, for December. Um, plus I think, a kind of a fun end of the year thing. Um, we'll have some verses, some edit episode reviews. So I think, I think it'll be good. Well, I think we'll have an extra episode in there somewhere. <laughs> Um, but in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, we're at BOC Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com, just like Caitlin did. This episode wouldn't exist unless she'd emailed us. Um, and uh, you can hear us on Podbean and iTunes. It's really nice when you guys uh, leave a five star review that helps um, other people find us. Uh, through like other related podcasts whether it's are you afraid of the podcast or uh, oh i had that a bunch of great 90s podcasts out there um so you know leave us a review say hi uh, we we always appreciate it yeah and well, we'll see you next episode Short people are just the same as you and I. Yeah.